Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance-building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you are here with us today. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. We've had a lot of great guests on this series specifically, and I've got a lot of great guests coming up for this season. So hit that subscribe button so you can check it out. All right, for today's episode, Inside the Huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Jalen Foster. Jalen is a defensive back who finished his college football career playing for the University of South Carolina. During this past season as a Gamecock, Jalen co-led the SEC in interceptions. He was an All-SEC and Walter Camp All-American safety. We will talk about his journey playing college football this past season, which was incredible for him, as you'll find out and more on today's episode. Jalen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you with us as part of today's show and this series. I know we, we talked probably a couple of months ago about having you come on, so I'm glad we're doing it today. So let's kick things off by running things way, way back. You're from South Carolina. When was the first time you picked up a football or suited up, and what about football made you fall in love with it? Yeah, so uh, I started at early age. I started playing at the age of five. Ever since I picked it up, I was just in love with it. I always loved the passion and the excitement it brings to me. You know, every ever since I picked it up, like I said, I've just been in love with it. I can completely relate being someone who fell in love with the game at four. So it's something that I think about every day, and it's a big part of my life as well. Now, my listeners know that in my book, Move the Ball, which is really what kind of started this whole Move the Ball movement way back I wrote about several lessons that I picked up from football as a kid that I thought were important to be successful. Not not only the hard work, the dedication that a lot of people talk about, but other things like focusing on the next first down, which is all about locking in and making plays to get you to that next first down in football, which translates to life to your mini goals, those mini milestones. Now, when you look at what football has taught you, what are some of the lessons that you've taken away from the game that you think will be helpful for you as you continue on in your journey? Yeah, just how to work hard. You know, in life, nobody's going to give you anything. So you have to work for everything. And that's something it really, it really has it's taught, taught me like every level, you know, because every level requires a, a different type of work. And, you know, it helped me outside of football, you know, just being the best person I can, you know, as I grow on the field, I have, I have to grow off the field also. So, you know, it's just, it's just teaching me work. You got to work to get the things you want. Well, I like that you mentioned that different levels require a different level of work because oftentimes people think, well, I've worked hard today and I have this level of success, but you can't just rely on those same things to get you to that next level. You have to put in more work, maybe do some things differently to really get to where you're trying to go and continue to elevate. 
Now, when you look at the defensive back position, what skills in your mind do you think are necessary to play this position well? And secondly, what makes you elite at it? I just think, you know, you got to have good ball skills. I think that's probably the first thing, just because if you don't want the ball, you know, or you don't want your opponent not to catch the ball more than they want to catch the ball, then, you know, that's not good as a defensive back. And I think that's really like, that's one of the big, biggest things to me, just, and then mental, you know, also just being mentally, you know, sound with everything, you know, technique, fundamentals, you know, and those things will will help you out in the long run. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a ball, I'm a ball hawk, you know, I think that just, uh, that's the best way to explain my, my skills, you know, it's not just a ball hawk as in terms of, of turnovers, but tackles too, you know, I've, I had sacks, forced fumbles, you know, t- TFLs, a lot of plays inside the box. So no, it's just not, you know, turnovers. It's just, I love, I'm just wherever the ball is. Now I want to go to college football, but before we go there, you were a three-year starter in high school and you played multiple positions. You were an, a standout all performer at defensive back, wide receiver, as well as a return specialist. What were you doing in high school at that level to really stand out and set yourself apart from your peers? Honestly, just my mindset, you know, because in high school, you you really didn't have a like the time you have in college to, you know, actually work, work for real because you have school throughout the day and your, your schedule is kind of restricted. So, you know, just having a mindset just that I want to be better than everybody else, you know, just just knowing, you know, I, I got to be determined at this level to get to the next level. And you started your college football journey at Gardner-Webb University. Tell us about that first year and how did that experience help you to learn, grow and mature as a player as well as a young man? First, the first year, well, first semester, I say, you know, summer, including the fall, it was, it was great. I learned a lot, you know, just knowing like it's not high school anymore. You know, coaches just not going to put you out there because you're, you're, you know, you, you're the supposed best or you better than somebody else. You know, you have to work and you have to show them and you have to be consistent, you know, and, and I think that that first year really helped me out tremendously. Like with this year, just knowing you have to be consistent every year. I mean, every day, you know, practice, film room, uh, weight room, classroom, all that matter. So you have to be consistent. And I think, like, that year, it it helped me realize that, like, many people don't know, I didn't even start, like, the first four games my freshman year at Gardenwell. And and I was kind of sad, you know, just upset because I'm like, to me, I'm the, I'm always say I was the best. So, you know, I felt like I was the best best one. And, you know, it kind of, it, it taught me you got to work, you know, work, be patient with your time. And when the opportunity comes, which came in like the fourth game, like you got to make the most of it. And and that's what I did. You know, I started every game after that, went on to to set the freshman record for interception that year. And, you know, the rest was history. Nice. And you know, there are other people that are out there playing football today at the collegiate level that might not be getting the, the reps and the starts that they want. That can mentally be tough and challenging. So as someone that's gone through that, what advice would you pass on to someone that is trying to kind of elevate their game so that they can start more just work that's really the only thing you got to work like just not on the field either like in the in the film room training room you know nutrition like everything you have to work at it like even being a good student like all that matters so like you know you have to work at all those things and just keep being consistent every day with your work you know getting better making sure you're better than what you were the day before eventually the time gonna come because you know the game makes makes room for people who put in the work. For sure. And that consistency is so important. And when you do that day in and day out, you will see that transformation and the results that you're looking for. 
after your your time at Gardner Webb, you ended up being a walk on at South Carolina. Walk us through that journey. That journey was was amazing. To be honest, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I think that journey is playing a huge part on the, the person I am today. You know, because I I got to South Carolina and you know I went from being this you know this uh, all conference you know star freshman you know to a, a bigger level and then kind of like uh back at the bottom of the tatum pole or the bottom of the pole you know and you got to work your way back up again you know you kind of just work yourself up man and honestly it, it was it was hard some days you know just being honest because you know just being used to always being on the field playing in the games on saturdays or with friday nights where the case may be and it was frustrating but I, like i said i just made sure I, I kept putting the work you know just making sure like i was better today you know, than I was the day before. And, and eventually everything's going to work out. You know, just keep putting in the work and trusting God was going to take care of itself. That was always my, my goal. And, and I'm here today. Absolutely. And you're on your path to the draft. So you're definitely doing some things right. Now, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. We have missteps in life. There are times to use football terms where we fumble the ball, drop the ball, we miss a tackle. Can you share with us an experience when that might have happened to you, either in football or the life setting? And how did you pick yourself up from that and continue moving forward? I say probably this past year, uh, Tennessee game. I think it was right before half. Um, it was a play where they kind of, I kind of got lined up late. You know, being lazy, I lined up late, and my tight end, my 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 guy, my number two, went in motion, and he went across the ball, and they snapped it as he was going across. And instead of flowing with the with the flow of the ball, I kind of stayed on uh, the opposite side and get to my gap. And I got late. I got there late, uh, and the running back kind of broke my tackle, and, and he took off for a touchdown right before half. And I feel like you know that play. Honestly, if we didn't give up that touchdown, I think we would have had a better chance of coming back in the second half. But, you know, I just kind of told myself, you know, it's okay. You know, it happens. You know, you can't be perfect. Just just learn from it. You know, get up, shake it off. And, you know, next time it happens, make sure you're there and make sure it don't happen again. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, we have to just shake those things off and let them go, whether it's on the football field or off the field. We can't remain stuck on that, oh, man, I should have done this differently. You just got to move on. Life in the game just keep going. You know, it don't stop because something, you know, something happened to you, so you can't stop. Right. Completely agree. So something else that I believe life teaches us lessons in many, many ways, and some of them odd ways. Let's talk about the COVID year. That that was a time that really forced all of us to adjust, adapt, figure out new ways to go about life. What was that like for you as a student athlete, as well as for the football program? And what were some of the takeaways that you had from that experience? For me, I would say that's it was probably the best and the worst year for me, you know, just because like, like you said, with COVID and everything, all of that was going on, but that time helped me really find, find myself. You know, it gave me a little time to actually, you know, redefine myself and my mindset and everything and actually, you know, attack, attack a goal that I had and, you know, eventually led to me starting the last five games and then, you know, starting all these games this year. So it was great to me, but, you know, it was also hard. Just having some restrictions with with how the games were, you know, uh, how how the locker room was, you know, training room, things like that. You wasn't able to be as close as you usually are. And, you know, it kind of showed because you go on the field, you're not close to, to the guys, but you really couldn't because of the protocol. So I think it was tough in that aspect. But 
like I said, overall, I think it was for me, it, it was great because I, I kind of used that time to, like I said, redefine who, who I wanted to be. I love that. And, you know, something else that you experienced there was a, a coaching change as well, which is not unusual in college football. We see people make moves all the time. Tell us about how did the football program change when Coach Beamer arrived versus how things were before? First and foremost, Coach Muschamp and those guys, they were great. You know, I have to tip my hat off because they they the ones who gave me the opportunity to come to to Sacramento. So, you know, I, I have love for them. And, and, you know, when Coach Beamer came, it just uh, – he just brought this uh, – a different type of energy that, you know, we haven't seen in a, in a long time, to be honest. Like, the whole building just changed the energy. It was going from people sitting in the locker room eating their food, you know, being in their little clips to everybody has to sit out in the little hub to eat. Like, different things like that, you know, it about it about a different energy in the building. I think, you know, it, it started to to rub off on people and, and it helped the program out a lot. So let's chat for a minute about this past season and your performance specifically. You were the Gamecocks leading tackler. Just to share your stats from this season, you had 66 solo tackles, two forced fumbles, five interceptions, three pass deflections. What were you doing or what things had you put into practice so that you would show out and do well this year? Main thing was putting in extra work outside of the normal work. I wanted to work on my tackling a lot this this offseason. And, you know, I wanted to be more sure when I tackle, you know, I wanted people to feel me more. And, you know, I wanted to be a better tackler overall. And, so I put in the extra work, you know, past summer, just making sure when I got on the field, you know, I wouldn't have those problems. And that's really it, man. I just put in a lot of work, you know, a lot of work that people didn't see. And it, it showed off for me on Saturday. And uh, let's talk about some of the wins that y'all had this season. Beat out Auburn, beat out Florida, beat out UNC in a bowl game. What was this season like and, and those wins for you? They were, they were great. You know, it's always great when you win, you know. <laughs> You know, it changes everything. You know, it changes the 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 mood of the coaches, the players, the fans, you know, everything. It kinda your your night depends on it, you know. So it was it was big, you know, and those wins were were against some some good opponents too. So, you know, I think we kind of struggled with that in the past, getting those big wins and this year just pulling those wins off. I, I felt it was great. It was great for us. And you guys beat UNC in your bowl game. First bowl win for the program since 2017. You had said after the game, you know, the ending was so surreal. We won and we treated it like it was a national championship and nothing anybody said could have stopped it. It was just so beautiful. Tell us about how you felt uh, winning that bowl game. Like I said, we won the national championship. Like if you watch the, the videos, like we celebrated so like, I mean, it was just because we had experienced so much, you know, in the past and, to finally feel feel what it felt like to be on top, you know, a little bit in, in a sense, like we, you know, it was great. And I really wish I could, could go back and redo it all over again just that way because that was a special moment. Sure. And for you, your name to the first team All-SEC, as I mentioned when I read your bio, which is quite the honor. A lot of super talented guys are named to that team, some of the other DBs who were named there were Alabama's Jordan Battle, Auburn's Roger McCreary. How was that like for you being named by the coaches to that elite list? <laughs> yeah, it was it, it, it was amazing. Um, I actually watched SEC Network that whole night just to just to see my name come across the bottom 
you know, just just knowing a childhood dream came true, you know, I sat, you know, I grew up and seen, you know, those type of accomplishments, you know, by people, the greats of in the NFL. And I wanted to be a part of that, you know. I knew if I wanted to get to to the NFL, you know, it would be great to be on that list with a lot of those guys. And it was it was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. Well, congrats on a job well done. Now, the time has come. You've hung up your college cleats, and it's time to prepare for the NFL draft. As they say, mental toughness is a huge part of playing at the next level, as well as it is important for preparation for pro day as well. What were some of the things you were doing to ensure that you would stay mentally locked in over the past couple of months so that you could perform well on pro day? Yeah, so I had ordered a Kobe Bryant book. It's just talking about his mama mentality through his career, like towards the, you know, the beginning, but also towards the end. And that really helped me, you know, just knowing like I got to have mama mentality, you know, you know, being calm, you know, not really worrying about things I can't control, just just harping on things I can, which is my work, you know, just whatever, whatever happened, just make sure I'm working that And that book kind of, it helped me. It helped me a lot. It helped me a lot. I like it. It's a great book too. Now you were training at Bomberitos down in South Florida for your pro day, did well in the pro day. What during that training were you really focused on improving upon? Yeah, just my, my 40, um, that was the biggest thing, you know, everything else kind of was, was like okay, yeah, you just it just tune up, you know. Just my forty, I wanted to show the coaches that you know I'm able to run, run where they they didn't think I was gonna be able to run. Uh, I just wanted to prove them, prove prove them that I could, you know. So I, I worked on my forty a lot, you know. That was the main focus. Now, Jalen, if someone should ask you, if a team were to ask you, why should I pick you over someone else? What would you say? Yeah, I just say my my competitiveness edge, you know. Just I'm, I think I'm a dog. Um, that's how I could. That's what I say, you know, how I um, explain myself, you know, as I'm just a dog, you know, I go, I like to compete, you know, I go out there, don't care how big, fast, you know, whatever it is, I like to compete, you know, and just, I like to win at the end of the day. All right. So what I want to do now is I want to run you through my two minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. First question is outside of football, what do you like to do? Sit, sit at the house, watch TV. That's about it. Okay. What is one thing most people don't know about you? I have a German Shepherd. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Quiet, silly, and joyful. If you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? Dreams and Nightmare. Meet me. What is the best piece of advice you've been given by a coach? Can't make the club in the tub. <laughs> okay. What is the best piece of advice you would give someone? No matter, no matter what you're going through or what, what you went through, you know, there's always brighter, brighter days ahead. I like that. My next question is, you are hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people. They can be living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? Kobe Bryant, number one, for sure. Uh, that's my GOAT, my favorite player growing up. So definitely, definitely him. Probably, I, I have to go with LeBron too. I have LeBron there. The reason LeBron, I just like everything he's done, like in the NBA, you know, just his career, you know, how he carried, how he helped his community, like different things like that. So that's definitely another guy. And then lastly, probably, probably Meat Mill. You know, I just, I grew up liking Meat Mill. So I think I definitely have him, have him there too. All right. And my last question is, do you sing in the shower? 
Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Are you good? I guess that's another question. Are you good? To me, I am. To me, I am. You know, but you know, other people don't think that. So, Jalen, as we look to close our show, let people know where can they follow you? Where are you at on social media? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at GetnoJ. I'm on Twitter at underscore Jalen Foster 15. Perfect. We'll have those in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Jalen, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I wish you much success in this next chapter. All right. Thank you. Thank you to everyone for listening. Once again, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, hit that subscribe button. And if you liked it, make sure you share the show with a friend or two or three. That's one way that you can help me to move the ball. All right. Thanks again for listening. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.